Smooth, smooth, yeah. <laughs> okay, we're starting now. Okay. Welcome, everyone, uh, to the episode of Human Pod. Uh, today, we're going to talk about living and working in Japan as a foreigner. We are joined by two anonymous <laughs> uh, foreigners in Japan, and they have a lot of, you know, opinion about working in Japan, a lot of experience. So, um, so uh, a bit, a little bit of the background. Uh, so, according to Expat Explorer EHBC survey, uh, Japan ranked as the last second country for foreigners to live in lower than Saudi Arabia, South Africa, Indonesia, even way lower than Malaysia. Now, I've been living in Japan, as you know, may maybe uh, some of you knows here, <laughs> some of the uh, guests knows. I've been living in Japan for years, and it's kind of uh, it's kind of hard to refute these um, facts. Um, I have to admit, in in general, there are a few components that are, that make living in Japan less fulfilling as a foreigner. You know, such as the language barrier and the uh, tough working culture. And we all know the word karoshi, which is death by overwork. Which I don't know. I've no English or Indonesian bahasa. And there's no word for karoshi. I don't know. How about Chinese? No, no. Uh... There's no. There's no word for karoshi, right? So this is kind of this is sort of like a pretty weird culture, to be honest. And it's kind of hard to um to live up to 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 to, to the Japanese expect, expectations. Um, but then again, I'm probably wrong, and uh, um, you know, each individual has their own experience living in Japan. So today we're going to explore, you know, these two anonymous <laughs> perspectives, and perhaps discover something different uh, than the one that you know, the one that we see on the media and and, and such. So having said that, um, I'm gonna start with the first question, which is the hard, the hardest one first. Again, why in Japan? Maybe Mr. A? <laughs> uh, okay, Mr. B? I'll go first. I'll go first. Mr. T? Uh, oh, okay, I'm going to call T and yes. L, Mr. L. <laughs> L. So, um, <laughs> I'd like to start off by introducing myself a bit, I guess. Um, okay. I've been working in about five to six years now. And I've switched. Um, I've gone between a few jobs, a few different jobs mm -hmm. in different fields. And uh, it's it's surprising, but uh, mm -hmm. this sort of work culture actually permeates through a lot of fields. Initially, mm -hmm. I was architecture, and so I thought mm -hmm. I thought because um, this is a similar case in other countries too. The karaoke mm -hmm. culture is sort of ingrained in karaoke architecture, and therefore. Uh, I thought, you know, it's sort of normal in Japan. And then and then I switched into programming and realized, no, it's actually everywhere. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, people work overtime for fun and do things like they're part of the company. And that is, that is the reality we're living in. Mm -hmm. I am not uh, really a fan of it. I'm not too against it though mm -hmm. i mean uh there, there are ways to cope with it you mm -hmm. can you can work around it by having a side hobby that uh, keeps you really mm -hmm. interested yeah yeah but mostly mm -hmm. it's about 
dealing with it's paperwork times one thousand. Paperwork times one thousand. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, but why why Japan? I mean, uh. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> why Japan? Um, yeah. Initially, it was because I really loved the Japanese architecture. Um, mm -hmm. During school, I studied uh, and fell in love with a lot of um, Japanese architects and how they work. Mm -hmm. How they work. Yeah. Therefore, I came to Japan to experience it firsthand. And it's 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 sort of this uh, getting to know your star sort of um, shows you who they really are. Mm -hmm. When from the outside it looks great, but uh, once you start working with them, you realize that um, they're it's it's like a swan. You're graceful on top, but you're padding like crazy at the bottom, <laughs> and, and that's the case in uh, that I found out in Japan. Yeah, yeah. So w what about Mr. L here? So maybe so, you do some little yeah, bit of introduction here. Uh, yes, um, just give you an introduction myself. So I've been like um software engineer developer like from small company to medium so i'm philippines so i'm working in this industry for like seven years right now and i've been like to like a couple of countries before i've reached in this country and so so why i choose japan i don't really have a specific reason in the first place so so what happened is is that i was working in malaysia back then so yeah, i visit yeah for fun and then like and i told myself like i'm never gonna work here like i just see like how people work and like people are always in a rush because like my lifestyle in japan like my work-life balance was all in there it's everything was in there it was everything was balanced and then when i visit japan i was like i'm not gonna here but then like later on like after like a couple of months i got some offers from japan i'm like might as well give it a try like like it's pretty much yolo for me and mm -hmm. so i don't really know anybody i don't know the language it's more it's more likely like this is like some sort of opportunity maybe it's gonna come once in a lifetime so i better like take it and then just see how it goes mm -hmm. so i mean that's the only reason i came here is pretty mm -hmm. much uh, curiosity and the money as well so i think that's pretty much it i don't really have like a really like some fancy like like some fancy story before i come i came here I, I was never really an anime fan as well it's more likely just trying to like <laughs> see how that, that side of asia actually work so yeah because like i've been actually like planning to but first before i come here i was already planning to go to australia or thailand mm -hmm. that's my next country mm -hmm. after malaysia and Japan just like came and like, uh, fuck it. Oh, like, okay, let's. <laughs> it's like, uh, but here's the thing, right? I have everything in Malaysia. So I was in Singapore and then Malaysia mm -hmm. back then. And in Malaysia, I think everything was everything I've ever asked for, like the company, the work life balance, the, the camaraderie. Like every weekend, we have something. I, I have so many mm -hmm. that I have so so many stuff going on in Malaysia. Mm -hmm. Like I used to join like hackathon, basketball league, badminton, like, oh, wow. like like the whole thing. I used to travel a lot because like I have local friends and it's so easy in Malaysia to just hop into your friends because 
everybody yeah. has a car. And that's the thing. It's like, hey, can we go like to the north of like Malaysia? Okay, let's go. It's like it's just a a day trip and then come back. So and then I think it's such a opposite. Like it's such a different. When I came here, like oh oh shit, like it's only me and there's not that much friends. Like people are not so open as well. Even though like I'm living in a shared house, right? Like everybody is a but we seldom talk to each other and more likely it's just you're still you're on your own and sometimes you just hit this thing like oh shit what i've done like now it's like it's such a totally different environment for me but i mean overall i think i was able to buy the stuff that like <laughs> i have the money to buy the stuff but the thing is like you just miss this other stuff like the whole like like sort of family sort of like <laughs> friends that are with and also like the diversity so it's like here it's like i mean we are pretty diverse like me and q like our group of friends but Hold on, Mr. other than that it's more likely just like yeah and master yeah yeah pretty much like you just feel this like isolated like in a country which you don't know the language i mean I mean, it's okay. Like the Japanese people, like at least for me, at least the old people are pretty good. Mm-hmm. They're like pretty, like yeah. I mean, like I've been, I'm actually like living in a hill, and then there's quite a lot of people, a hill, and like <laughs> yeah, just like pretty nice. I mean, I can like see them in the, like every morning. It's like, and they would they will just greet you, and they're like pretty okay. Like even though like I don't know them. But they're like, ah, oh, they will just greet you, like, oh, I'm like, ah, oh. like, wow, I want to talk to them, but it's like, I just don't know the language, and it's, oh, okay, <laughs> I feel bad, but yeah, I mean, they're pretty good, so far. Yeah. So do you speak Japanese, by the way? <laughs> really, I can order. <laughs> I can only order my food. That's the thing. I see. I see. I've been living here for close to two years right now, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I've been thinking about why do Japanese do do like this, and why did the long hours and things like that. So I guess from the historical perspective, they had these um booming period right in during the eighties, mm-hmm. and then back then people are working really hard, and after the World War, they're working really hard to build rebuild the, the country again. But then, but from that, it sort of like um continues. Uh, it's sort of embedded to the culture. And continues to the future, continues to up until now, and then again after the boom booming period is over, it's sort of like the competition arises, and so what happens is if they don't work really hard, then you know then they'll be um uh they'll be left out from the competitions. Uh, this has been around for I guess twenty thirty years. It's it's kind of hard. I mean, from my perspective, because I I was working for a small company, and I work like like twelve fourteen hours a day, and it, it's sort of understandable from their sides because let's say if you we only work for eight hours seven hours a day, but then again, if the clients wants, let's say, hey, we only have we have these products, uh, we only uh, the, this amount of budget, but uh if if you don't want to do it then we can go to somewhere else it's sort of like um and from their side it's kind of understandable but i don't know so mr l and mr t well mr t is 
people. And I know, again, in Southeast Asia, I'm now from Indonesia as well, the economic sort of like had uh, these downtimes where competition is becoming tough. Um, also, let's say in Indonesia, becoming a per permanent employee is kind of hard. So sometimes it's sort of normal to to become a uh, keakuin or contractual uh, pr uh, temporary employee for two years, or it's just like, wow. you know, yeah. They they don't they, they, they a lot of companies unwilling to 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 make to change the status to a, to a permanent employee because they know that you know if the employee sort of had another recession it's easier to sort of let go these uh, temporary employees. Um, but then again, um, the working hours is not as bad in as in Japan. Um, Maybe six cultures, maybe because the people are more um, vocal about it. Well, what do you think? It's interesting. You want to start this, Mr. T? Yeah, why not? Um, it's <laughs> interesting. Um, I didn't realize that Indonesia also has this problem of um, mainly hiring temporary staff. Yeah. Um, actually, both of yeah. us are temporary staff for uh. the company that we're working in. And... Uh, it's good to know that we're not alone. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> the the um the problem of having more overtime than other people's overtime in different countries. It it seems to me it feels like it's just the like you like you said it's right it's the the ongoing pressure from the bubble from the bubble era where working hard means you you make more stuff and you make your country proud. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's another thing I'd like to point to. It's, uh, I think Japan has a very huge national pride too, which- Yeah, that's true, that's true. Which I think is very good mm. because it, it brought down the identity. Mm, mm. It's only interesting that uh, one of the core factors of the identity of Japan is working hard. And so it's like, mm -hmm. you can't run away from that. <laughs> <laughs> so. So yeah, if you don't work hard, maybe you're not Japanese. Therefore, <laughs> you don't really have a choice. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think like, so I was working in the Philippines for three years and then I moved to like Singapore, worked there for two months and I moved to Malaysia where I had like, I had a pretty life, like in terms of like, work-life mm. balance. And then I came here at first like, I think it was pretty okay, like I said, like temporary staff. But then again, like they, so what happened is that they actually offered me to be a permanent. And then I later on oh. like noticed like the, the way they, how they actually work where like somebody would just contact you in the middle of the night, try to like, oh, can you do this? I'm like, oh, shit. And like they, they, they normally like do this, do it to like the permanent staff and often like receive the messages. Mm -hmm. But we cannot do anything since we're just a temporary staff, right? And we don't have the machines back then. Mm -hmm. And so that's the only reason why I accept the offer because I don't want somebody like like messaging me in the middle of the in, in the middle of the night or like in the morning trying to like deal with something or like like over the week. I mean that's the only reason why I didn't take the offer because like for me like I still like value like the work life balance because like it's not always work for me. It's like more likely a fresh mind coming into work and i actually like noticed like people like japanese people are really hard working we have like i know like our like higher ups tends to work 
were like really long hours and they're all like Japanese and like the back then start at like like 9 a.m. or like even earlier and they would often like leave at 10 p.m. 11 p.m. and I was really surprised and back then I used to like join them because like since back then I was like still new and I want to like experience their culture because this is like one of the things that I really look forward to is how Japanese really work and for me it's like totally different it's like in Malaysia it's pretty relaxed and here it's like like people tend to work hard and they actually enjoy it and that is like pretty interesting because like they love working and I feel like huh like do they have family even though like they're married mm. like is their wife or like husband okay with this because mm. I tend to know like other like some like guys is like oh we like play badminton like we, we they uh, pre- our career actually like held some like badminton events so we played for like two hours so mm-hmm. we finished at nine and then like the guy just said oh let me go to work and then i am like like <laughs> what time do you actually like, get out and he just said like no nah, i'm gonna get out normally like 11 to 12 a.m i'm like oh oh okay like how your wife is your wife okay with this like yeah they're already okay with they actually okay with it it's like it's our culture like oh oh shit so that's how it works i'm pretty surprised like on how long they actually work but they don't really complain about it but more likely they enjoy it and that's the whole like i don't know if it's a japanese pride i'm not quite sure about it but it's like japanese pride. <laughs> they tend to work really hard and that's the first i noticed yeah I mean, the Japanese pride thing, that's that's kind of true. But I guess it's not majority as well, I guess. Because I've worked with a few, um, a lot of Japanese um, up until now. And then some of them are doing it is because, just because the social pressure. And they don't want to be left out. They don't want to be, you know, be branded as, you, you know, not as a team, um, as a, a team member and things like that. Um it's yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of hard, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, is it like some sort of uh, cool factor for them as well for the husbands to work up late? Yeah, so it feels yeah. like it's ingrained in the culture. In the culture, like you need to work up. It's like a cool factor. Like I work so hard. I work harder than you, or something like that. Yeah, Probably. yeah. Probably so. Yeah. Sorry. I read this somewhere. I I forgot where, but uh, I think there was a husband who got complained about his wife because he came back from work too early. So, <laughs> so apparently he wasn't working hard enough, like her friend's <laughs> husband, and therefore he was bringing shame to the family or something. <laughs> bringing shame to the family. <laughs> that that was a thing. So. So there was this on um, one TEDx uh, video that I've seen. I don't know whether. Okay, let me check it out. Uh, uh, okay, it's gonna take a few minutes <laughs> because I kind of forgot what her name was. Um, you can cut this part out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm I'm, I'm gonna sing. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, there you go. Yoshi Komuro. Yoshi Komuro. So Yoshi Komuro, uh, she's an um, entrepreneur. He's, she's a female entrepreneur. Maybe I should share the screen. Kinda. 
So she's sort of like the one um, uh, she's been doing it since 2012. So she's the one sort of like pioneer, not pioneer, I guess she's the one who's trying to convince the society, the Japanese society, that working too long is bad for your family, for your health, and things like that. She says uh, one thing that uh, I remember that um, in Japan, so there's data, there's a data that, 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 he, he, uh, that she did. Um, so ultimately that working long doesn't translate into more revenues. So she said, uh, <laughs> working hours, it doesn't matter. It's like if you work for 14 hours, the eight hours, it's, it's again, maybe everybody always knows this, it's about uh, how efficient you work, right? So uh, she, I'll share you the, the link. And she also can. Yeah, I like that. So maybe you guys need to. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should cut. So yeah, like before yeah, I... <laughs> okay. <laughs> here you go. So yeah, before I came here, like I used to watch a lot of like do you know do you guys know Asian and Asian boss? Like it's like a YouTube channel. Ah, yeah, yeah. So I used to watch like Asian boss before I came here and then like the interview like Japanese employees like they would often like you know you hear, you hear this story where they work like they start to work at eight and then they will leave at ten or they won't leave at all until their high ups like leave first and then they're and then they're gonna leave and that was like my impression about Japan like ah oh, like I was like having the offer I'm like should I really this offer and then go to Japan maybe like like I don't know where I'm gonna end up and then you often hear this story from your friends like. Oh, they actually they actually have this place you can do suicide legally. I'm like, oh god, what is this? <laughs> do you, like most of my friends tends to intimidate me, like me going to Japan because of whole like working culture, right? And they like they often like ask me like, are you sure you're going to Japan? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I might as well try or like regret later on. I don't know. It's like it's a new chapter for me, new challenges. I often like just want to try things. And it's like, yeah, okay, I'm just gonna try it. Like, no regret. So yeah, and the, like Japanese working culture is like, I don't know. That's my first impression. But and then like, ah, uh, they tend to work hard. Sometimes impose, sometimes they not don't. So at least for me, when I first started, they don't impose so much. But later on, you can actually notice the whole pattern. Like, oh, okay, that's what's happening. Yeah, they work so. Hmm. That's very so interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it actually reminded me of the <clears throat> my first three years at work in the architecture firm where mm -hmm. the boss comes in at 9 p.m. after his dinner and expects to see updates um, that his that his asked us to do during lunch. And therefore, <laughs> <laughs> therefore we have to work like crazy to, to show him the updates. And then and then he comes in at nine and then he walks around and doesn't um doesn't doesn't take our meeting yet up until eleven. And then afterward it always ends up at around twelve thirty. And then there's mm -hmm. this sort of check dance sort of ritual where he goes, Oh, don't you have a last train to catch? And <laughs> and then you go, uh some people will go, Oh, I don't have a last train. I can I can wait till uh, the meeting's finished and then 
some go back, some stay until one or two, and then they walk home, like me. <laughs> one a.m. <laughs> yep. Oh, wow. <laughs> Tokyo is great at night. That, that, that's the nice thing that came out of it. <laughs> Walking oh, wow. is beautiful at night. Yes, but <laughs> it came from the <laughs> culture. I see. I see. So, uh, are you guys regretting of moving to Japan? <clears throat> Who wants to start first? <laughs> I, well, I can basically. Yeah. Go go go. So, for me, um, <clears throat> maybe um, not regret, but I miss some of some of the stuff that I had back then, like the sort of like activities that I often do every weekend, the sort of that I have the local friends and like the. Filipino friends, so like you know, like Filipinos, like they have this like huge culture. It's more like mm. it's pretty much say like Indian culture. Like uh, they all they would often like tend to like group together when they meet. Like hey, you're from Philippines. I'm from Philippines as well. It's like hey, which part? And it's and it's super <laughs> funny. And like that's the whole thing I kind of miss because like I think I only miss that whole part, but I don't really regret because like. I met like good people as well. Like I experienced like great stuff as well. I mean, like I've traveled like places here in Japan, which is like mind blowing for me, and it's really amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still that part where it could have been perfect if you have like somebody like or a group of somebody where you tend to like join them and just enjoy going out there, travel, and like experience the whole culture. I mean, that's the part that I'm like missing right now. But apart from that, I mean, I don't know. Work is at least my work right now is kind of okay compared to like Mr. Q. We <laughs> will actually we're in the same team, but it's like I totally I'm doing different stuff. So I mean, the work is okay, but it's still there's a lot of opportunities, and I'm still looking forward to that. Mm, okay, so generally you're happy in living in Japan. Yeah. I'm like okay, satisfied. Satisfied. Convenient okay. and satisfied. Yeah. What about Mr. Q there? <laughs> so, so even though I, I talked a bit a lot about um working overtime, mm-hmm. I'm actually one of the people who don't mind <laughs> working overtime. Ah, uh, and so that's true, that's true. Uh, it, it was sort of it was sort of bred into the culture of architecture even. Um, so uh, when I first came here, I already knowing. Knowing exactly what you, what you ex, uh, what you will get is is very important before coming into Japan. Mm-hmm. So, um, I expected to be hustling when I came to Japan, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and therefore overtime was okay. Um, that said, uh, I wouldn't want to stay here forever. This would mm-hmm. be a a middle step in life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Where you you spend time doing really hard work and seeing if you know it bears fruit and you mm-hmm. get uh, you get you know more time spent in honing your skills or or doing stuff that will help the world in in your definition and that's that's an important part of life and I can't get that in Malaysia therefore Tokyo is the right place to be at this point in life. <laughs> yeah, build it for you and things like that. So, what's your next time? Are you planning to go? Oh, for me? 
interestingly, and the next step is Canada. Canada, okay. <laughs> it, it feels like a retirement home after Japan. Retirement home. Canada. <laughs> mm. Canada. Never been to Canada, man. Haven't either. Mm. Just what I heard from the outside. Yeah, I heard New Zealand is nice though. Oh, New Zealand is amazing. New Zealand. Oh, oh, you've been there. Yes, uh, mm. I was. I was actually doing working holiday there as a mm. as a construction worker. Ah, uh, moving, moving cement and uh, cement. as a wow. time holder, where I was just holding stop and go signs and coordinating with the other guy at the end of the other lane. Uh huh. And that was that was very humbling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I I don't know about job opportunities though. I don't know how's how's the how's New Zealand job opportunities here. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't know in in terms of uh, programming or architecture. Mm. I see, um, I see. Yeah, but the lifestyle. Yeah, is... mm. job opportunities here is pretty hard. Like, they tend to do a lot of like, there's a lot of stages before you can actually do like come into the company. I mean, they're following the U.S. culture and how they recruit stuff, and it's pretty tough. Like, where like have this. Even it's just like a small company or like, like even like a startup company, they would often ask you like, "Oh, can you do this like algorithm exam or system design?" Like, and it's really like mind blowing. Where why do you, why do they actually ask this a bunch of stuff a bunch of stuff when they actually need people to actually work for product? And that is pretty surprising for me because like in Malaysia, it's like it's totally different. They often just ask you about your background, how you actually like deal with problems. Mm -hmm. Mm. Some few like um real world um technical exam, but mm -hmm. here they focus more on like theoretical, more to like problem solving all the where actually follow like big companies in in US, which is like really surprising, and I I, I don't know why. Oh, I see. Yeah, here is like you need to prepare for like companies like you need to grind like doing like as a software engineer like developer you need to grind doing a lot of like problem solving algorithms reading yeah some, coding interviews like, a lot of like coding interviews yes i really hate coding interviews it's like <laughs> yeah yeah have you guys been in a coding interview so this is sort of like a a bit a bit of a tangent what do you think about coding interviews <laughs> Live um, or remote? Say again? Do you mean live coding? Lives? Live coding, yes, live coding interviews. Yeah. So I've been in several um, coding interviews. Um, right, yeah. right. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've been both, like the live, the online. It's not fun at all. It's like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's really hard where you, your mind just freeze and like ah oh, yeah that's really do true. anymore yeah. yeah especially if you're faced with, yeah especially if the, you, you are being interviewed for the job that you really wanted you've been waiting for years and then that people is let's say from i don't know from like high ups some top guys from california and things like that and the moment that he asks you that question it's sort of your mind sort of froze you, you couldn't, couldn't, wouldn't be able to do anything, and then, and and that's it. All 
I mean, I've been I've been working as a programmer, I guess, more than ten years, <laughs> and it, all the knowledge just went down the drain, which is really hard. So there's a lot of discussion on you know on Reddit on other forums. They say that uh, you know you, you guys know about the false negative, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I guess a lot of people also disagree with the coding interviews because you know people that is you know. It sort of eliminates people who are in, introverts, people who can communicate that well. I mean, especially for programmers. Programmers are nerds, right? We just we just want to sit around and and code. We don't want to communicate. We uh, I mean, our work sort of reflects ourselves. It's not the uh, not the, the the one that we uh, the one that we say. Yes, so that's the whole yeah. point <laughs> about coding interviews. <laughs> nice. So yeah, generally. You guys are satisfied living in Japan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's 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 how I felt too. I mean, Japan, like it's it's a beautiful country. So I think no no one can deny that. Um, apart from the working culture, I mean, if only um, Japan working culture environment changes a little bit, let's say. Um, so what happened is during this coronavirus period, you know, we've been work. I've been working. From home for I think four months, and because of that, I feel more relaxed because nobody can watch over me. So after after lunch, <laughs> I usually just take a nap, sure. <laughs> which is kind of <laughs> which is kind of which is really nice. And I work. Let's say I only work things that I want to do uh, two three hours, and then. During well, I shouldn't say this. Okay, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, so, uh, on the law, I just reported. Okay, I work for six hours and things like that. But uh, on the truth side, I only work for two hours, which is that's the the you know the time that you only need, especially in my companies. Uh, well, it's called working efficiently. Yeah, working efficient. That's that. That's the, the whole idea, right? Working efficient. So I hope. Exactly. <laughs> uh -huh. So in Tokyo, um, the uh, the what, the the and the amount of infected people are increasing again. So hopefully that's. I'm not sure whether that's a good or bad idea, but at at least it changes um the perspective. Uh, why do people need to work so hard? But then again. Mm. Um, you know, economy it's going down. So, so it's one of my bosses. Well, at least in my company. So there was this huge uh, moments where he said, "Yeah, we need to work harder because you know, uh, finding clients is gonna be ha harder. Finding money is gonna be harder. So we shouldn't become lenient and things like that." Yes. What about in uh in your in your guys' company? Is there any you know, um, uh, pep talk. Affected <laughs> uh, by COVID, you mean? But yeah, affected by COVID. Affected by COVID. Um, um, I think it's the, because the company is pretty small and it's more like in demand as well. Because since people are working from home, so there's not that much. But I mean. You want to take this happening in our in our team right now, so. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I mean, like, so. This is not really affected by COVID. I think, 
because mm-hmm. like the company is like um it's an e-commerce so i mean right now e-commerce is that best thing mm, that's true be because like yeah because like everything is online and people nowadays want to order yeah, yeah. online mm. so it's pretty in demand i think mm. it's the best company to be in right now especially in this pandemic mm. so yeah i see i see yeah okay that's good that's good daddy so okay another topic is about well this is kind of sensitive i think discriminations and racisms um have you ever experienced that in japan so maybe mr kyo well <laughs> mr i mean i've been here for like one year plus but yeah i mean there's some areas where it's only like exclusive and foreigner can't really go there or like can't really and whatsoever and well for me i don't really care that much as well like i don't want to be like in trouble if i even if i ever there but it'd be nice if they're gonna be open with it uh-huh. and i mean yeah but i think like they're pretty reserved as well i mean looking at like the japanese culture they're pretty they tend to like have their own identity and because like you know like foreigners for the most part tend to like break stuff because we don't really know what's happening uh-huh. we're like disciplined and for the most part japanese culture are very disciplined they tend uh-huh. to organize things so i can really understand why they tend to exclusively mm-hmm. like, have this only like japanese exclusive things uh-huh. yeah. I see, I see. what about you mr t <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think um actually i i sense it it there is there is this sort of um, us and them um separation yeah between that's true. the locals and the foreigners but uh then again uh i use it to my advantage <laughs> uh because yeah, we, because, you can explain to the listeners <laughs> um in terms of work in terms of work Uh, I've seen in in the few different companies that I've been in, uh, four, that uh, if you're Japanese, you're you're expected to work like the Japanese. But if you're not, mm-hmm. you're given a lot more leniency in terms of what uh, you, how much time uh-huh. you need to spend at work. And uh, that's the case even for people who speak Japanese. Uh, and as the two of us here don't speak Japanese at work, especially, <laughs> we are we're not, we're not tied to the idea that, uh, oh, hey, you're kind of like us. You should work like us. And we're uh, at 11. Uh, and therefore, uh, there's a separation. It's, it's clear, but... You know, the whether you take it as good or bad is up to you. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see. So I guess it's 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 true also. But I think I mean, at least from my side, um, my well, um, yeah, because I'm I don't speak Japanese that well. Um, that sort of hinders my um career progressions at material. Right now, well, it's still kind of hard, but I guess it's getting better. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, uh, let's say, uh, uh, okay. So basically, what I'm trying to say is like, is learning Japanese eventually important 
if you want to live in Japan. Mm. If if you yeah, do want I, to live I in Japan so. and progress, then definitely. I see. I see. But mm. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I see. So yeah. Mr. Allen. Um, same here. So actually, like this year, I was planning to move out of Japan. Oh, okay. was... already? Hey, hold on. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. I was supposed. I have like offers from UK and Germany. Oh wow! wow. Like congratulations. But yeah, the pandemic hits and everything just stops. So oh, it's like, oh, oh man. Now I have to stay here, but it's okay. Like, I mean, it would come next year or like other year i don't know yeah yeah hey it's always gonna be there and yeah like right now i had uh, i didn't the offer as well if i ever pass as well because like what happens that i had this opportunity in germany where i technically passed but they like would took like four months because like we don't know like the pandemic and it happens like last march and so the thing is, uh, I talked to my friends as well, and I've only been here for like one year, and they said like, you're already in Japan, might as well utilize it, like travel to the nearby country, travel to like Korea, or like other parts of Japan, don't waste it. I'm like, yeah, Yo. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I haven't traveled that much, so I'm like, and it's, I don't want to risk life as well, so yeah, I might as well stay. I see, I see. So, I mean, that, yeah. I see. Oh, so there's a lot of village in the, hmm? in the snow like in february was it yeah february yeah. i see so you've been here uh mr l so you've only been here for a year yeah so right now it's already july so one year and seven months since i started like january so um, after new year i immediately moved here so it was kind of like sad at the same time because like after new year hey new year oh new country as well so i moved here uh, january 4. i see i see so but how did you find the apartment and, and you know so um opening bank account and things like that that's kind of hard right oh uh, yeah it's like a chicken and egg problem like <laughs> in the bank you need the phone number and then when you to get the phone number, hey you need the bank it's like, um, we just did. Yeah, yeah. And I was so surprised as well because, like, I think this only applies to like foreigners, where the bank here is pretty old, uh -huh. and there's not that much like automation, and you're having to deal with this like um cash cards and all. Like you have to deal with a lot of papers as well, and for me that was like um a shocker as well when like I'm like I was opening the bank how the system really works it's like ah oh, you have this expectation about japan like mm -hmm. japan is supposed to be ahead but i think i think there's events that they the plateau and they didn't progress that much anymore mm -hmm. unlike mm -hmm. right now like singapore and malaysia are like like the southeast i think are progressing i mean indonesia like as well like the whole of asia are progressing in terms of like this like like bank banking systems but I mean, I have I have no idea in like a bigger, bigger like bank industry in Japan like Mizuho or like other like Mitsubishi, right? But at least like for me, like as a foreigner who doesn't speak English, I who doesn't speak Japanese, is that 
like the system is pretty old. So mm-hmm. and they also like they don't. I also like the bank here doesn't accept foreigner who doesn't speak Japanese as well. So that was like true. kind of yeah, kind of weird. But yeah. I can't complain that much. It's already in place. <laughs> it's me came here. <laughs> <laughs> And how do you find an, uh, an apartment? I mean, the reason why I ask, I mean, in the context of uh, discrimination again, so maybe not other people, uh, well, people who, who don't live in Japan, especially foreigners who don't live in Japan, finding an apartment is kind of hard, uh, especially if you don't have a good job, if you don't have a good credit rec- records, because what happens is when, they, when you come to this um, property agent, they will judge again by your uh, ability of speaking Japanese. And even though you speak Japanese, then they wanted to know whether you have um, a good uh, financial stability or not. And also they know whether you want, uh, they, they want to know whether you have somebody who can guarantee you. Um, this, when I first came to Japan, luckily my company did all that. Uh, And then when again when I moved to my second company, and I'm guessing, and I'm, I'm, did you experience that? I'm actually living in a shared house, so I recommend oh. all the listeners <laughs> stop yeah, in a shared house. That's a good solution. Yes. <laughs> that is the cue. It's a good temporary solution. I would uh, say yes. <laughs> uh, But after a while, you know, when you start pining for your own room to be able to watch, I don't know, YouTube speaker, then 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 you'd find some real estate agents uh, who are actually targeted at foreigners, and they're they're a lot more lenient. Mm-hmm. And they also have a guarantor service, so you can just you do pay more in the end, but then mm-hmm. you you sort of get a similar sort of um, of quality of homes um, mm-hmm. versus locals. So that's, yeah, that's one way to go around it. I see, I see. So you, uh, so you never experienced any disc- discrimination outside uh, the working environment? So we went, to, we went to our house and like, I don't know, for some reason, like they just, like the neighbors just assume my friend is Chinese. And they tend to like, I don't know why, but it's kind of weird though. And it's like, ah, oh, you guys are so noisy, like, like you're Chinese, but my friend is actually like Japanese. And so like, oh, it was like, so like funny at the same time, because like we were drinking that time and you know, like, um, we make noises as well when we're drinking because it's so fun. And like this um Japanese old lady, like, oh, like, My friend already translated it to me. Like they assume like like she's Chinese. Like, like they don't like Chinese, and I don't know why though. I just mm-hmm. don't know why. And because like it's pretty noisy. We were we were pretty noisy. I don't know. <laughs> they like I'm sort of like grudge. Who knows? I see. I see. Yeah. It's kind of hard. So I experienced um, becoming a minority in two countries already. Um, but I have to say, uh, in in Japan, it's much more better than so. So I was uh, before Japan, I was living in Dubai, and racial discrimination was much more worse. Uh, let's say if you are 
so I'm Indonesian and somebody from London, let's say, we apply uh, on the same job. Um, uh, even though we have the same um, skills and things like that, they're gonna pay the guy from London higher. And just because, they, just because he lives in London or whatever. And then as, and also the, um, it's much more diverse in Dubai, uh, but then you can, you can feel the hierarchy. So well, basically, I don't know I'm, whether I'm gonna get <laughs> in trouble because of this, but the Arabs and the Europe, the, 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 the Caucasian is the, the highest rank of within the societies. And then you have, you know, the uh, East Asian people, Korean, Japanese, you know, Chinese, I mean, not even Chinese, maybe Korean and Japanese. And then afterwards, the Chinese, and then afterwards, uh, uh, from that is the Southeast Asians. Uh, and then yes. maybe Indians, Bangladeshi, Bangladesh, um, Bang people from Bangladesh and things like that, which is, I find it really um, annoying. Uh, uh but then again um it depends on the companies or working environment is much more better it's much more free or i guess when i first came to japan i i've never experienced those kind of um, racial discriminations the only thing that i had i, I ever had experienced was so i went to this restaurant once and then um you know you have to put your names right because there's a queue yeah so yeah. i put a queue and then i don't know what happened maybe i put a queue before there was this guy waiting at the door then i didn't know that he was waiting at, uh waiting for the queue as well so i just came in i put my name on the queue and after maybe 20 minutes um, uh i went in again and then basically that japanese guy used my name as his names because he was yeah maybe he got he got really annoyed by it because i i sort of skipped his cues i mean that's the only thing that's the only experience i had that you know maybe i can't uh, i can't uh uh think as bad uh, the other one maybe like going to properties agent I working in general they're just mm. really nice to people they're really really nice to foreigners from the outside so that's that definitely helps yeah working culture as well so here are more fair i guess so if it doesn't matter if you whether you're a foreigner or not as, as long as you could work as hard as everyone they'll they'll consider for you know uh, the next progressions uh, i don't know what, what what do you think about that that sounds like a no to me <clears throat> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, progression in in companies definitely feels like you there's there's the language barrier that you need to get across. I see, I see. <laughs> if you yeah. know Japanese, then you can start progressing. If you if you don't, then uh, you just stay that's in the true, true. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah, from the same place. Mm, I see, I see. Yeah, I mean, like at at least like me and you like our environment is pretty diverse as well mm. so yeah i mean it's kind of surprising where they tend to look for people from other countries and then 
I don't know, just see how it works. It's like a hamster <laughs> test. It's like, because like our current team right now is like uh, from different countries. And then just basically, it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. Where, where back then, like you used to like think about, oh, I'm going like, like a Japanese company. I'm going to work with the Japanese people. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to be like them or something like that. But in reality, at least in our case, is that, oh, I'm hanging out with foreigners like mm-hmm. together and it's fun. And I mean, like, at least I'm thankful that I'm hanging out with foreigners instead of like working with like Japanese because like, you know, it's going to be pretty like straightforward and very like focus oriented, goal oriented and Foreigners is very, we are very chaotic and we have, we tend to have like fun stories from different like experiences, which is like really good to share. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For like my impression of like um, working with Japanese is they're just too stiff and it feels like you're mm-hmm. a robot. They don't have that emotion that much. It's more likely just focusing in your work, being uh... honest, being really like, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. yeah. Sometimes I also find in they are inconsistent. So for instance, there was this one project that so what happened they they cheat a little bit, right? Uh in order to make it work. But then again, during my everybody everyday lives, you know, people um trying to pressure you to, to do the right thing. So let's say um you know, using SFTP, let's say for instance. Yeah, don't use FTP because <laughs> there'll be security mm. problems, although it's just for a minimal website and things like that. But then again, um, depends on your stature, depends on your level. You sort of could um, cheat the, the cheat system just a little bit. Um, and then when I, you know, <laughs> when I try to do you know, cheat the system just a little bit, you know, you, you get all these um uh pressure to do the right things. Uh I don't know whether that happened to you guys. Mm, I think I mean yeah back then like when I yeah new first started like they tend to correct on some stuff because like um I mean and that's pretty good where you don't really know the system. But after a while, right, like, is you tend to have this realization that it feels like you're working with and they to like do the like they want you to know all of the stuff. Hmm. I I mean like back then I I used to like create some like documents right and like certifications for like the upcoming features, and then like like the guy just questioned me like. You've been here for so many for this months. How I don't know about this? And is that's the thing that really hits me is that like when they know stuff, you need to know your stuff very well. Mm-hmm. If you've here for this much, then you need to know all of this already. It's some some sort of like expectation. And that was that was surprising to me as well. Which is just like good, but like it offends you at the same time. I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's the sort of like uh, impression that I was getting that you need to be like really dedicated in your work. You need to know all of this stuff and you need to be focused on it. 
I see. I see. That's true. That's true. So, a few last questions. The first one, uh, the the first, uh, the 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 first last question would be. Um, I know you guys are relatively satisfied living in Japan, but then again, you are planning to move to other countries, right? Um, is there are things that maybe if you can change Japan, that 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 could make your life more comfortable here? So, uh, what would it be? I, mm, I think. Okay, let me try this. <laughs> so, uh, one way that could work uh, is that with a PR, we end up doing remote work. <laughs> remote. Because, because because the main, I mean, uh, I guess this whole podcast has been making it clear that the main problem is the work culture. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, work culture is that's from true. other cultures. The rest of Japan is beautiful and amazing. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. What about Mr. L? Um, yeah, I'm with like 30. Like, the only problem is like work culture, but apart from that, depends on the company though. I cannot say for every company here because yeah, like yeah. so far I've only been one. And I mean, the company is okay. Like, I have my ups and downs, but overall, like Japanese people, like I, outside of Tokyo, are very nice. <laughs> and like, there's so many stuff to actually explore. And yeah. There's so many stuff to actually enjoy, like the culture itself. And that's one of the reasons why I think it's why you want to move to Japan is that every area in Japan has its own uniqueness, mm -hmm. every area has its own food, like, that you need to like taste and it's amazing and like you just have this i don't know why for some reason it, you already experienced like for every season they will always be like that like hanami the hanabi like the, these things keeps on re repeating every year but you always look forward to it <laughs> and <laughs> yeah like like yeah i'm like wow like every year is like amazing hmm. but yeah that, that's the only right well culture well Working culture. word of advice yeah don't go into architecture architecture software in here so yes oh <laughs> so have yeah, you Mr. T. any any um industry that you need to avoid if you want to work in japan any, any <laughs> advice <laughs> one is architecture <laughs> i think um, in general architecture is difficult um except maybe in switzerland and germany maybe like those two countries uh it's thought of the same architecture <laughs> you know it's pretty good as well Australia's nice. new zealand's nice say again Australia <laughs> and new zealand's nice um, well, um i wouldn't i wouldn't go so far as to blanket uh, the entire field but uh yes um famous architects get where they are but actually working really hard and yeah I working really really hard for them please please enjoy <laughs> architecture in japan uh, i see i see mm. so would you advise people to come and work in japan uh i think when you're young and you don't have too many things tying you down like a car a house or <laughs> then then I, I think it's worth trying. It's, uh -huh. 
it's a hustle that is like a <clears throat> once in your life thing that you're going to do and before you're 30 you still have a lot of energy to do it so yes go ahead so that's over for me though i'm not <laughs> i'm over 30 <laughs> <laughs> what up Mr. Yeah. L any advice for the, any foreigners maybe for uh, fellow Philippines uh, I know there's um, a, a yeah. community of Filipinos here in, here in Japan right? in, especially in Tokyo yeah but I've never been one <laughs> 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 so yeah I mean it's worth a shot if you're one experience the coach but I mean, if you're working, um, you know, like blue collar jobs, that's, it kind of gets rough. Ah, that's true. I know like a few especially, people. Especially, uh, especially here in Tokyo, it's very expensive. But if you're, I'd recommend if you're like um, working in the IT industry, like come to Japan, it's amazing. You, even though like sometimes you'll be dealing with the, like legacy systems, but hey, the money is there as well. That's <laughs> that's what you get paid for. <laughs> because you get rich. <laughs> yeah, and you have you have opportunities to work with Fang if you're really good. All you need oh, to yeah. do is like brush up your algorithms, system designs. Mm. I mean, I've been interviewed one. I've never expected it to be like like. To be entertained by fan companies, I had like, um Amazon interview and I've reached like the final level, but at the end of the day they rejected me. It is like still okay. I was to finish the whole test, so they so yeah. I mean, that's pretty surprising coming from like a background which I don't have like MBA. I don't have like a really good project I can show off, but still they actually like tried to invest the recruiter actually invest time on me and give me a shot to this fan companies which is like pretty so yeah if you're a software engineer designer or like working in an it industry like come to japan you have like a lot of opportunities but a lot of as well to look forward so yeah mm -hmm. yeah um i think actually tokyo gives just being in tokyo itself and working gives you a lot more visibility to other companies who might want to hire um, talent. Mm -hmm. And and it's it's like in I guess in Silicon Valley I haven't been there, but if you maybe if you hang around in Silicon Valley, people just keep hunting, you know, for talent. It it sort of feels like in Tokyo there's a bit of this also. Because you're working in Tokyo, mm -hmm. therefore people look at your resume because, you know, it's Tokyo. <laughs> that's right sir so in conclusion is working in japan is not bad as long as you um work for a good company <laughs> uh a work that you like and then working hard is sort of like understandable in to a certain extent i mean competition is much more um fiercer here compared to other countries i guess and also there's the, the, the mm. national side Mm, so overall, well, living in Japan is okay, I guess. Yeah, it's okay. It's but okay. You need to be like, <laughs> yeah, if you're working with a real Japanese company, 
then be prepared. Yes, don't do so that. Hustle hard. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna work in a Japanese company. Yeah, hustle hard. Hustle yes. hard, and then you know, just throw out, throw out your common sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a top down approach. Like um, in other countries, when you come to Japan, expect to work hard. Expect to work hard. Yeah. Unexpected is a lot harder for you to deal with. Mm. Look, yeah. look forward to it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yes, and then um, thank you guys for your time. Uh, it, it's been really fun. Um, so that's the end of the podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having this. Thank podcast. you as well. Thank you for having us. And see you. See ya.